Hit a button, Morty. Give me a beat. Oh, this is a podcast. You're what's good, folks. I appreciate you for tuning in to another episode of This A Podcast. This is the show where I, Mech Show, sit down with some of the most talented, hardworking, forward-thinking individuals that I know across all kinds of different industries. Um, I know people in music, arts, sciences, business. Um, I like to sit down with these people and just uh, get a really good understanding of how they got so good at what they do, how they maintain um, their skills, not even just maintain, but also improve upon their skills in their career and in their personal lives. Um, A little bit more about me. I am a content creator and I also run a family business uh, full time. Uh, Those are the two things that I do literally seven days a week. Um, 24 hours a day. So within that, I like to talk about a lot of business building, um, personal development, growth, things like that. Uh, So that's usually the scope or the frame of the conversation. But, you know, these things tend to go anywhere. Uh, As a content creator, I produce this podcast. I also produce a few other podcasts that you can find on itsnation.com and not just podcasts, web shows. We got something for everybody, man. If you're into sports, we got Sporty Life TV, web series hosted by my homies, Serge and Theo Kona, who are uh, football coaches at John F. Kennedy High School. We also have a podcast called The Final Third, hosted by my boy Phil Nana, who is also a head coach, but at uh, Montgomery College, he coaches the uh, he's the head coach of the women's soccer team there. We also got the Bounce Back podcast, hosted by my girl Maylise Mittig. She is a yoga instructor, and her podcast is all about using yoga as a tool for um, resiliency and bouncing back. So she's talking to yoga instructors. She's talking to yogis. She's even talking to just everyday people who are committed to the yoga lifestyle. So that's dope. We got Live from the Back Seat hosted by my girl Simone Mitchum, um, another talented individual on the team. So yeah, man, we got a whole bunch of things going on on itsnation.com. So definitely check that out. And also, if you, yes, you listening are interested in starting a podcast or have had ideas for a podcast but don't know where to start, uh, reach out to me, man. I'm always down to help people get their thing off the ground. Um, this a podcast at gmail.com. You can hit me there and we can, you know what I'm saying, definitely get the wheels in motion for all that. But um, yeah, definitely after this podcast, you know what I'm saying? Listen to this first and then go ahead and step on over to isnation.com and see what else we got going on over there. On this episode, I got Cheyenne Floyd on tap. She's on Instagram at shy, not shy. That's C-H-E-Y, not S-H-Y, uh, which is a pretty brilliant Instagram name. Um, she went to Hampton like I did and we were both in Virginia for Hampton's homecoming and we had a chance to link up and sit down and get a a podcast episode done which was really cool so um, we got to talking about so she's a reality television star we got to talking about how she ended up on reality television she uh, was on are you the one on MTV as well as the challenge and she's currently on teen mom and we get into Um, Not only just how she got there, but kind of how her life has changed since um, that. But yeah, this this episode was really interesting. I think it was uh, not the typical interview you get from a reality television star. 
she really talks about some of the things that she learned, um, kind of how uh, these experiences really challenged her and changed her. So, um, yeah, we got we got into a really dope conversation. We also get into what she's up to now. But, um, yeah, let's just let's just get right into it. I got Cheyenne Floyd on tap today and I'm super glad to have you here. How you doing? I'm good. I'm yeah. recovering. Recovering from a crazy weekend. Yes. Homecoming was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just to set the scene a little bit. We are in the 757. We're out here for um, Hampton homecoming. Mm-hmm. Um, you are a Hampton alum. I'm a yes. Hampton alum. What what year did you say you graduated? 2014. 2014. Nice. So this I graduated. First time back. Yeah, I graduated 2000. Wait, this is your first time back since you since have Since I graduated. Nice. I told okay. myself I wouldn't come back to here. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. We're going to unpack that. We're, we're going to unpack that. Um, real quick, before we get like too deep into the conversation, the first thing I ask everybody to do is give a quick rundown, like a literal, literally like three sentences of who you are, what you do, real quick. Okay. I am Cheyenne Floyd. I'm from Los Angeles, California. I do reality television and influencer brand promotions. I also have a nonprofit. I have a clothing line that I started back in college. I'm in the process of building a event planning company and I do something else. <laughs> I just can't remember. All kinds of shit. I'm sure you do all kinds There's of shit. There's way too much yeah, stuff. Yeah, straight up, straight up. No, that's great Great context for where we're about to head with this. But I do want to kind of start the conversation with where we are. We're in Hampton. And like we said before, you started, or you went to school here. I went to school here. We didn't necessarily know each other when we were both here. So I want to know, like, who were you when you were in college? Like, what type of shit were you getting into? What was your life like you really don't in college. want to know. I do want to know. I'm interested. <laughs> what type of shit were you into? College was fun. It was all a blur. Yeah, facts. But no, I had a very fun college experience. Mm-hmm. I started off as broadcast journalism. I switched over to public relations. Um, I really liked the aspect of PR and advertising. Um... I'd say I was a little bad. Who isn't in college? Right. I made some very good decisions and had a lot of fun nights. I did work a lot. I worked as a bottle service girl for about three different clubs. Mm -hmm. I also worked at a hookah lounge. I also worked at a tattoo shop. So So you was getting your money and getting your education. Yes. It's lit. It's it was lit. a lot of fun. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. Um, so you said you studied broadcast journalism and then went to PR. Mm-hmm. What did you think your career was gonna be or what did you want your career to be? I wanted to be a newscaster. Oh, really? What why like where did that come from? I don't really know. So you it, just... it was something about being on TV, but in my head at the time, I thought, okay, this lady's on TV and she's talking. She knows what she's talking about. She's intelligent. She's writing her own stuff mm-hmm. and producing her own stuff. That's totally not what she's doing at all. She didn't write anything. She didn't produce it. I didn't realize at the time that there were so many different aspects to newscasting and production and shows that go into it that when it just became okay you'd be a face then i i didn't really like that aspect of it yeah. more so so yeah. i wanted to 
do PR because of PR I would be allowed to have some type of like creative abilities mm -hmm. and to write press release or do damage control and that kind of fit my personality better. Yeah. You mentioned writing a couple times. Is that something that you're into? Are you into writing? Yeah, I've always been into writing since I was a kid. Um, when I graduated school, I took a year off. Well, my parents let me take a year off. And I sat in my dad's office and I wrote a book that I think only my parents have been allowed to read. But it, I, I almost had to write down like my college experience to be able to like get back to reality of like real life. Mm -hmm. So it was like I used that to like decompress, and mm -hmm. then after that, I was ready to like start a, a real career. Start pursuing your career, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. I feel that. Um, as far as I kind of want to stick with the writing thing a little bit, just because like I, I like the creative thing behind it. Is that like? As far as creativity goes, mm -hmm. that's your primary way of expressing yourself? I would say I try. Um, as I've gotten older, I kind of don't do it as much. Mm -hmm. Now that I'm a mother, I'm going into it from a different aspect. So a big part of my brand is that I co-parent, then that I'm black and I co-parent well. Mm -hmm. And that's a, a stigma that we get that that's a fact. we don't do that. Yeah, facts. So within that and now having this platform, I'm trying to figure out different ways to shed light to the side of co-parenting that is good. Mm -hmm. My daughter's now at the age, she's two and a half, she's now talking, she's now realizing that there's a mommy's house and there's a daddy's house. So I've been meeting with publishers to start a, um, co-parenting books for children that do show children of color in a good way in a successful right to explain situation. you know mommy's house and daddy's house mm -hmm. so right now that's kind of where i'm like getting to put my creativity in a different way mm -hmm. i never thought i'd be doing it yeah but i mean i i like having the platform i like being able to do different things yeah that's very interesting um you said you're from los angeles mm -hmm. what was growing up like for you like what was it like I've, like I, I met your sister a couple of times um she's really cool uh what was your like household dynamic like when you were growing up so I come from a two-parent home mm -hmm. my parents were together for 25 years I grew up in private schools um primarily extremely white um Christian strict yeah I went to a, a Christian predominantly white uh Catholic school mm -hmm. up until like third grade. It was wild. It was yeah. wild. I went to public school and it was complete culture shock. Yes. Yeah, so when I went to Hampton, I definitely experienced culture shock. Oh, yes. Yeah, so HBCU too. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. crazy. What made you pick Hampton? It was far. Yo, facts. Facts. My senior year, my parents were getting a divorce. Uh -huh. So I was like, I got to get away from all you crazy people mm -hmm. and go as far as possible. So I literally picked the furthest school. That shit didn't scare you? No. Had you traveled a lot when you were young? I traveled a lot when I was young, but outside of the U.S., not yeah. necessarily inside. Yeah. So when I went to Hampton, that was my first time ever coming to Virginia. Okay, okay. That's that's very interesting. Um, I What's crazy is I kind of got to Hampton in the same way. Um, I only applied to two schools when I was coming out of my senior really? year, only because like I was raging my senior year. I was just partying. <laughs> I wasn't really, I was like, I was content with going to community college, um, you know what I'm saying, after my senior yeah. year of high school, but I was getting in a lot of trouble just from like partying and stuff. And my parents were like, yeah, you're not going to community college. You gotta go to what 
like a different school. Mm. You got to kind of get out of here. And Hampton was the farthest school. I'm from Maryland. Hampton was the farthest school that <laughs> oh I God, got into. That's so I know, fun. right? That's exactly. But I, but literally, I got I got into Howard and I got into Hampton. And I was like, if I go to Howard, my parents could pull up on me. And <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If I go to Hampton, they're gonna have to at least like call and make sure I'm like around before they just pull up. That's so like, actually I'm go to really funny. Yeah. So that's how I ended up. I ended up at Hampton. But um, so from being at Hampton to so you said you took like a year off Mm -hmm. what did you do that for like what were you trying to accomplish in that year off or I feel like when you graduate school and whether you take four years five years however long you take to do it Mm -hmm. when you were in college especially I think the historical black colleges you almost have like this false sense of this is what reality is. And then when you get back home, it's like, no, this isn't reality. That's a fact. You, there is a much bigger world and there's lots of different other people and you have to learn how to navigate that bigger world again. But you just took four years to learn how to navigate this college world. And then of course you have the pressure of people asking you, so what are you gonna do what now? What are you doing? Where's your and, money coming from? Right. Like everybody's Where, all in what your job. Did everybody you all get? in your business is right. crazy. So I did a lot of research into it because I was starting to feel like, okay, I just did four years of college. I was always on the dean's list. I did in my head. I did excellent. Oh wait, so you got good grades in college? Yeah. So even though you were like partying and having a great time, you were my all parents about your don't shit. play. Okay. So. Is it were you like that as a kid too? Like you yes. always got good grades. Okay, I've always been very structured. Yeah, um, this the way my brain works. I have to be very structured. Um, but when I was applying to jobs, I wasn't getting them, and I was depressed and confused. And then the outside pressure of my parents' friends and everyone constantly asking me, like, "Well, what is she gonna do now?" You know, it it made me feel weird. So I'm like, okay, this has to be a thing. So I started doing research on it. And a lot of students who get out of college that first year fall into depression because of the pressures. But, you know, you apply to these jobs and then all you hear back is, well, you don't have experience. Well, duh, I was just in school for (laughs) four years. So what do you you want me to do? Like, So I think my parents saw that I was getting discouraged. They themselves are business owners, so they allowed me to fall back on them. I started working for their offices in the transition of figuring out like what I was gonna do now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very interesting. Um, it's crazy. Another kind of parallel is my folks were kind of the same way. I kind of went through the same thing when I graduated. Um, I didn't feel like my major and my profession that I was heading towards was what I wanted to do. I was a biology major. Mm-hmm. I was like planning to go into medicine, you feel me? and. I just like I graduated and I didn't feel like that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. You know I mean? So like I also got into that kind of like sad state because I think the universe has a way of like knowing what you want. So mm-hmm. like I was applying to all these jobs and I was applying to go to grad school for PT and I just didn't get in and I kept getting like rejected. So I was like, dog, like what's but, like you know what I'm saying like what's the issue I got the, I got the degree I got you know what I'm saying I'm a, I'm a hard worker I, I knew I was qualified right. but I couldn't understand why I wasn't getting what I thought I wanted you know what I'm saying when I took the time to kind of like reflect I was like I don't want this you know what I'm saying like I'm not getting it because like God knows I don't want this exactly. you know what I mean? he's not trying to give me some shit that I don't need you feel me but also my folks 
uh, own a home healthcare business that I to this day run, mm-hmm. but I started running maybe two years after I graduated college, um, just to kind of see if I could do it. I know I was making videos and I started this whole nation thing, and I was I knew I wanted to make this a business, so I was mm-hmm. like, let me apply let me learn from running my mom's business you know what i'm saying and fucking five six years later i'm still there like that's good running the show but it's very difficult you know what yeah. I'm saying? we were talking a little bit earlier about how like i've had to learn so much about myself in that so it's definitely like yeah. a self-reality check and i i got checked when i moved back to la yeah i got checked fast yeah what Damn. was moving back yeah what was moving back like for you I was excited to be out of Virginia and excited to go back home. Um, But then once I got back home, it was like, okay, I'm back at home. Like I just went from living by myself in my cute little townhouse, (laughs) my cute little poodle, and now I'm back at my mom's house. I was like, this is lame. Saying it. (laughs) Like, is this really what this is about? Straight up. So it was kind of like, you know, what am I really doing? What am I trying to do? What are my goals? And at the time, I really didn't know. Um, luckily, my parents are very patient and free-spirited and, mm-hmm. you know, in a sense, they're like hippies. So they really gave me time to figure it out. Um, and we're blessed enough to where, you know, I did have different options as far as making money through them. Mm-hmm. So they didn't let me be lazy. Yeah. But... You know, they didn't put an extreme amount of pressure for me to go and find, like, a corporate desk job. Yeah, like right now. Right. Yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up. I think that's very cool of your parents. Are they from L.A.? Mm-hmm. Okay. Just because you said they're very, like, chill yeah. and, like, hippie-like. And I feel like yes. a lot of people from Cali are My way. parents are from L.A. Their parents are from L.A. Yeah. We have a huge L.A. family. Yeah. My parents had 600 people at their wedding. That's fucking crazy. I'm like, that's gross. (laughs) That's a humongous wedding. Um, I wanted to ask you, too, also kind of just going back a little bit into your childhood a little bit. Who did you look up to? Like, who were some role models you had as? And and you can go back to, like, any time you remember, like, as a kid, middle school, high school, whatever. I wouldn't say necessarily, like, looked up to a certain person. I've honestly never been into music. People you said you never been into music. No, you're the first. You don't like, like music. Like, <laughs> what does that music? even mean? Like, it's like saying you? you don't like food, right? See, music gives me headaches. Let me gotta unpack this. <laughs> like, like, what are you talking about? It's a weird. It's weird. Okay, okay, so basically, what it is is that the way that my brain processes is different. Mm-hmm. So I have an auto command deficit and a visual command deficit. So when you learn, you either can learn by seeing or by hearing. But as a kid, I realized that I couldn't learn by either one. So I had to literally go to a school to learn how to work my brain. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also dyslexic, so especially with numbers. So I really honestly never really passed the math class. I don't know how my parents like paid the school off to let me graduate, <laughs> but I never asked any questions. I think they pushed like they push every kid through the system like, and like if you're, if you're trying and if you're trying, <laughs> like, if you're trying. Just my sister took a few classes from me here and there <laughs> um so with music it was always like a too much like like so a lot like, of going like it a was lot just going a on. lot going on um and that was since i was a kid and i always got really bad headaches so i've always when i drive it's silent and when i get ready you know how girls yeah, always yeah, get ready yeah. music not me 
What's interesting is I, for the most part, drive in silence too. Cause like driving, it's kind of like that moving meditation for me. Like, especially if I know where I'm going, Ooh. like I can know if I know where I'm going, I can like just be there. Like, yeah. you know, sometimes I'm like, and I get in the car and I don't even know how I got there. I just like, I'm in my own head thinking the whole right. drive. You feel me? I really only listen to music when there's other people in the car with me. I'm either in People silence or I'm, in my car yeah i'm either in silence or i'm like listening to a book or a podcast yeah you know i'm I mean? trying to do better so like now like my boyfriend sends me like playlists and stuff and i'm like oh it's so good but in my head <laughs> Just i'm to like play along so you okay. i don't want to listen to this so to so, not like music means you don't have no favorite artist no that's crazy so what my favorite thing was as a kid was on sundays my mom and my sister and i would get in her bed and we would watch Lifetime Sunday movie marathon, mm. and I grew up off a of Lifetime. Yeah, so I idolized. Lifetime. So are you in the, are you into films? Like, is that a fair statement? Lifetime. What's films. your what's your what's your, okay? What's your what's your uh like your mode of consuming content? Like like what type of content do you like to consume? Like whether it's poetry, music. Um, it's obviously not music, but like poetry, like or written stuff, or like. Uh, movies. I've never like, really been like a show person mm-hmm. or a movie person. Like, like I said, I watch Lifetime movies, mm-hmm. and other than that, I'm probably watching like TLC for yeah. like 90 Day Fiance or yeah. a cooking show or you know what the show with the bridal dresses. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Say yes stuff to the that's dress. kind of like mindless, yeah, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I've just never been that person, like, to fangirl or be like, mm-hmm. oh, Beyonce's album comes out today. I have no idea about any of that yeah. stuff. No, I feel that because I, I, I feel that. You know what I mean? I'm not I'm, I'm a fan of certain people, but they're not necessarily like mainstream people. I like to stumble upon shit and then kind of get hip to shit from there. But this is all very interesting because, like you said, you're in the reality TV. Well, you lot, you watch a lot of reality TV. I now watch it like. yeah. a lot of reality TV because... When I started and I didn't, people thought I was weird. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, let me not give them another reason <laughs> to talk about me. Straight up. Let me like try to dive in more yeah. into like this reality TV world. Yeah. But in all honesty, I never in a million years would have ever put myself on a reality show. How did that come about for you? So in my year that I took off of um in between college and trying to figure out my career. Mm-hmm. I was working at my dad's office. Um, it was around the same time that The Walking Dead was like... The hottest thing the on hottest TV, thing. straight up. So I wanted to be a zombie extra oh, okay. just to knock it off my bucket list. Okay. Um, Were you watching The Walking Dead at this yes, point? Yes. Okay. But I've always wanted to be a zombie extra. <laughs> Where did that come from? I don't know. Okay. Um, my sister was determined cause to make this happen for mm-hmm. me. So we were trying to find, like, I was on different casting sites. And, like, a lot of them I found through my Facebook. So Facebook always connects your login page with these websites, you know, whatever. Yeah, facts. So my information started just coming on the casting sites. So we found how to become a zombie extra. Then I learned that you had to take a 16 to an 18-hour zombie class. And I was devastated because... I'm not doing that. Do that in yeah. my head. I'm a really good zombie already. I don't need a class. <laughs> I don't need no damn class. I don't need a class. So I was genuinely upset. So my mom, being the super mom she is, she threw me a zombie party instead. Mm-hmm. And all my friends had to come as zombies. And then if you didn't, she turned our front bathroom into a zombie fire and 
she had like the makeup and the scars everything was ready so i had this awesome zombie party and i was over my you know issue of being a zombie extra i got my fill Mm -hmm. um that next week i got an email from mtv to apply to are you the one which at the time was only on its third season are you the one is a dating show Mm -hmm. I knew nothing about it. I didn't watch MTV, honestly. I mm-hmm. probably shouldn't say that. <laughs> Don't fire me. <laughs> um, and I was super bored. It, we were closing. I asked my sister, hey, let's fill this application out. Like, this just seems fun. Like, And the questions would be like, how are you with men? How do you date? When you walk in a room, do you command it? Are you shy? And we were answering them crazy. Like, None of them were my actual personality. It's like when I walk in the room, I'm the queen bitch. I step on every man. They bow down to me. Like It was just like obnoxious answers. But we were bored. Mm -hmm. And we didn't even think it was real. Facts. Sent it in. Got an immediate response to do a Skype interview. I brushed it off because I'm like, this is probably a scam. Like, There's no way somebody really just read this bullshit that we put out. And now they want to see it, see me in person. Um, the person on the other end or whatever was like really pressing, like, we got to do this Skype tomorrow. It's the last day of casting. So I asked my dad, what do you think? He's like, just do the Skype. Like, what's the worst that can happen? Like, it's not like they're offering you a part, you know, just do the Skype. I'm like, okay. So we had planned to do this Skype interview during the same time that the office was open. The office is the... Um, at the convention center, at the business service center. So it's constantly has like people coming in and out. Mm-hmm. We went into like a little side room. It was the same day as a flower convention. So I'm sitting there with my laptop all set up, my work uniform, so I look like a dud. Um, and I'm Skyping and my dad, who's a huge, big black man, is laid across the floor behind me and they can clearly see him mm-hmm. but he's holding up these four foot giant roses and sunflowers because he's trying to set the scene it's like props type shit yes. <laughs> and the people on the other end are like we can see whoever <laughs> that is like what is really going on yeah. and my dad's like i'm not here <laughs> and i'm like this has to be the most like obnoxious weird it was just all weird yeah, yeah, but the people facts. loved it yeah it was and probably funny to them they were dying laughing and he's literally laid out um so then the lady said okay we're gonna start asking you questions about like sex like do you want your father to get off the fucking floor and leave yeah. <laughs> and he's like nope i'm not yeah, going yeah, anywhere yeah. <laughs> So, and I answered honestly, yeah. and he laid there silent as hell, yeah, yeah. and later I got a good talking to, but <laughs> I was like, if you're going to lay here, you're going to find out some shit you probably don't want to know. Um, the next day, they asked me to come to their office. The next day, they offered me a contract, Damn, and that's then crazy. that's when I knew, oh, this is actually like a real thing. So even when they asked you to come in, like, you were still kind of skeptical? I'm, like, walking in, like, la, 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 like, what is this? Um, But then I started looking around the production office, and I'm seeing these posters for shows that Mm -hmm. they've done that I know of, like, Bad Girls Club and other shows, and I'm like, oh, this is, like, a legit 
production company. This yeah. is actually a real show. Yeah. So then that's when I started Googling Are You The One? I realized what the concept was. And then that's when I was starting to get reluctant because in my head, I didn't need help dating. Mm -hmm. I think I'm a good dater. <laughs> And I never thought that I would do a dating show. I never thought that I'd do reality TV. At the time, I had just started The Rue, which is a clothing line, like sports bras. At the time, it was like sports bras. Fitness wear, hats, t-shirts, like that little little cute gimmick, saints. Mm -hmm. um, so the business side of my family said, go do this show. It's on MTV. That's a huge platform. Wear all your stuff. You know, wear your clothes the whole time. Have a fitness party and give clothes to the other girls. So now everybody's wearing your stuff. Mm -hmm. I started a lingerie line that year also. So my dad's like, have a lingerie party. Put all your little panties on everybody and you guys all run around the house. Like, <laughs> So in his head, it's like, okay, use this as a business opportunity. Yeah. In my head, I was still stuck on, I don't need help dating. Yeah, this is a dating show. It's a dating yeah. show. Um. I also didn't want to be put into a position where I'm uncomfortable and have to, I didn't want to have sex on TV. Mm -hmm. And I watched the past seasons and I'm like, this is one big giant orgy basically. Yeah. But, and I explained that to the casting people, like, you know, my grandma watches everything that I do mm -hmm. and monitors everything. I can't. I can't have sex in front of her. Yeah, yeah. That's all I could picture. Not nah, facts. So they're like, no, like there's always that one girl in the house that's good. So that could be you. <laughs> I'm be like, you. great, I'm going to be the dud in the house because <laughs> I don't want to have sex on national TV. <laughs> cool. Up. Um, so eventually, well, within like the next few days, I was like, whatever, let's do it. Mm -hmm. So that was my very first show. Um, it's... That was, I was like, what, 20, like 23, no, 22, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, I looked like a chipmunk because I was drinking so much. At the time? And I got off the show. My dad called me a squirrel for like a few months. He was like, are you holding nuts in your mouth? I was, it, was, it was a month in Hawaii in a house with, there's, 12 girls, 12 guys, or 10 mm -hmm. guys. I don't know. A lot of us. Mm -hmm. um, very first day when you get there, you walk in, you're sober at the time. You see people, you're like, oh, none of these girls are attractive. They're all going to be whack. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not going to like anyone here. Like, mm -hmm. why am I really here? Give yourself, like, two days when I tell you you're going to think that these girls are the last women on earth and you love them all. That's exactly what happened. Why do you say that? Because like they're sweet or there's no 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 they're not sweet. Oh, because there's, there's not a lot of people no, out there. There's no yeah. phones. There's no TV. There's no music. Not sweet. <laughs> there's nothing. Yeah. There's no pens. There's no paper. There's no books. Um, like cans of water or like seasoning, anything like that. They tape. Mm -hmm. So there's, they literally dumb you down. Like if I would like read the back of stuff trying to like get some type of like brain activity going and yeah. they would come and tape it 
Yeah. Like they want you to be as cut off from the world as possible. So now we're forced to talk. Well, maybe in real life we wouldn't really sit down and have a conversation. And now we have to because there's not shit there's else to do. Yeah. So they put you in these situations and the personalities are all different. People are from different places. Some people are from bumfuck towns and they don't have black people. So now, you know, you have racial issues and then maybe someone is you know, a little undercover by or something. Like, now you have that situation. Mm -hmm. Like, there's different ways that they pick these personalities to where you have an alpha, but then you have the girl who wants to be that, and mm -hmm. the main guy who thinks he's the hot shit, but then there's another guy. You know, it's, like, different... Yeah, they, they stir up all these dynamics. Right, yeah. and then there's a table of alcohol, and there's barely any food. <laughs> so that's, that's crazy. You're guaranteed to get drunk and to fall in love. Yeah, or get into some shit. Or yeah, they get into yeah. some shit. Um, that's interesting. That's that whole dynamic is interesting. But you in particular, and I don't know, like, um, so you've did that show, but then you've gone on to do other shows yes. with MTV. And I don't know if like other cast members from that show have had the same type of situation. But like, why do you think you were able to go from that one to go on and do other ones? Like, were you one of the more popular uh, personalities on that show, or? How did, I like, would the other say, I think that I wouldn't say that I was like the most popular one on that show. Mm -hmm. I was, I kind of have like a dry sense of humor. And I think a lot of people don't expect that from me based off of like looks. They just kind of think I probably have a different personality than what my actual personality is. Mm -hmm. I'm way more nerdy than what people assume. Mm -hmm. And way more like free-spirited and not like i like nice things and yeah i'm bougie and stuff but i also hate shoes like i'm walking around in the dirt mm -hmm. like it's just it was people would get confused like okay what are you yeah, straight are up. you cool or are you not cool yeah, like pick your up. side um so they kind of liked that aspect of it of my personality and the honesty that i would give um the show that i did after are the one was the challenge so I knew nothing about like this MTV life, World. right? Yeah. Um, when I did Are You The One, people on the Are You The One show kept talking about the challenge. Mm -hmm. Like, you gotta really do this to get onto the challenge. I'm like, what's the challenge? Mm -hmm. They're like, you don't know what the challenge is? I'm like, no. No. <laughs> I don't. So then they started saying names that I kind of remembered, like Johnny Bananas or CT and DM and Wes. And, you know, these big time challengers. And I'm like, okay, yeah, role rules versus real world. Mm -hmm. So then I kind of understood. And they said, yeah, there's, there's, there's a rumor that they're going to start crossing over shows and that the people who perform well on Are You The One can cross over to the challenge. I'm like, well, what are they doing on the challenge? And it's like, oh, it's like fear factor. I'm like, fuck, no, I'm not doing that. I'm like the most scared person in the world. I don't need to do that. So these girls on Are The One would like really perform during our challenges to win a date. Now, me necessarily, I just did my hair. It's hot. I'm going to sit down and watch you guys bust your ass in the sand. So when I got the call for the challenge, I'm like, oh, they need a loser. It's going to be me. They need someone to they lose. They need somebody to lose. Okay. <laughs> I don't work out before then. I wasn't into fitness. Mm -hmm. I don't like scary stuff. I'm going to lose. Yeah. And I accepted my role. 
Yeah, yeah. no, it makes sense. That I was like, sense. all right. Yeah. Another show, another check. I was yeah. going. Go for a couple weeks. Right, we bro, lose it, straight up. Um, a few of my cast members, majority of my cast members, all hated the fact that I was the one that was called because I was definitely the laziest in the house. They'd get up and like work out, and I'm like eating bacon. <laughs> Wait, so they were mad? The, the people from mm-hmm. Are You the One were mad that you were called? They to were be on a the little challenge. salty. That's interesting. Because the way the challenge works, to get you get a call mm-hmm. and like calls go out, and everyone's like, "Oh, who got the Did call?" Did you get a call? Did you, you get, get the call? call. Yeah. So, and we had a, a group chat, and everyone's like, "Oh, we all got the call." I didn't get a call, so I'm like, "But I wasn't expecting to get a call." Yeah. So I'm like, you know, cool. And then a few days later, I got the call, and then other people didn't get the call. So I'm like, "Okay, how does this work?" And then it was like, "No, you, do you want to do it?" And I'm like, "Okay." I had no idea what I was really walking into mm-hmm. or what I had signed up for. And you mean that in what way? Like, it um, was worse than you expected? The challenge was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life besides childbirth. Well, uh, please, just elaborate. Okay, so now you're in a much bigger house mm-hmm. with much scarier people. Um, they're all fitness and what's that word? Enthusiasts, fitness enthusiasts, yeah, and they're all drunks. No offense, guys. Um, but this is like their life, yeah, like, yeah. Johnny, I think, has done like 13 of them or like maybe 20 now. Um, and I'm like trying to do my research before I go so I don't walk in and look dumb mm-hmm. like I did. Um, I'm trying to like figure out where the rivals at, what are the beefs, what happened last season, like what are the what are you actually doing? Yeah. It's literally like Fear Factor on steroids. Uh first day we get there, we have to jump out of a plane to even get to the beach to walk up to meet TJ, who's the host. I'm like, You want me to do what? They're like You didn't wait, did they tell you like the types of stuff that you were going to No, nah, they didn't mm-hmm. tell you what you were doing. You just you basically signed your life away. That you were going to do it, but they wouldn't tell you like yes. none of the activities that you were going to exactly. be doing. It's fucking crazy. Right. Jumping out of a plane is something I've that never I even want been to on do, a but I don't. Coaster. Yeah, that's. I don't know how to ride a bike. Yeah. You don't know how to ride a bike? No. So. You let her grow up without learning how to ride a bike? She rolled into a rosebush. My mom was like, mm-hmm. Both of y'all don't know how to ride bikes. I know how to ride a oh, Okay. I got that's an electric little car and would ride up and down the driveway. Yeah. I didn't need a bike. Yeah. I was good. Yeah. But yeah, so that was the very first day. And I'm like, okay, if I can jump out of a plane, I can do anything. That's a fact. That's a, I w- I want to get that fear out of me so that I can feel what it you just said. It wasn't a fact. The oh, next no. shit was way worse. <laughs> I'm like, can we go back to the plane? <laughs> can we just do this? Can we day? just do this? <laughs> no, that's very crazy. Yeah, so I actually um, ended up getting kicked off the first elimination mm-hmm. and I was like a little bummed but then like not really bummed because it shit was hard yeah, like yeah. the challenges were the challenge I don't remember what the first the very first one was but they were hard and I could just tell like that this challenge lifestyle world mm-hmm. it's almost like cultish um People weren't like the nicest it's definitely like something I felt like you had to like get jumped into the gang yeah, of like yeah. challengers like they would they were like, um, I felt like I was online. Like, you know, they were kind of mean. Mm-hmm. So I got sent home. I got a call as soon as I got home. Do you want to come back? This couple 
dropped out. Um, do you want to come back? My partner called me. He said, I'll do what you want to do. I'm like, I mean, like, I, my bag is low key still packed. <laughs> we can go back. We end up going back. And long story short, we end up placing third. That's crazy. Yes. Um, how did that happen? Like, I have no idea. I, I'm interested I, in knowing, like, what are some things that you learned? Like, what what are some challenges that, like, really pushed you into okay. ways that you didn't really, made you find abilities about yourself that you didn't know were there? I've been buried alive for three hours um, in, like, a legit little box. Uh-huh. We were in Mexico, so it was hot as hell. And, like, it's legit, like, okay, you're going to get into this coffin. This is a hole that you breathe from. This is a bell that you ring if you think you're going to really die. But ring it before you die because it's going to take the man at least six yeah. to ten minutes to unbury you. Okay. Like, you're legit six feet. Yeah, know? yeah. And then once you're there, you it's like this, and it's like this, and it's like this. And I'm like, wow, I'm really in a box underground. Yeah. Like, if... You know, the world ended right now. I couldn't get out. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. That was definitely one of the hardest things I've ever done. Um, I've stood on a crate little box with my partner for a day, literally a day overnight. That was pretty hard. So the boxes kept getting smaller by the hour. Mm -hmm. So then you're like really on a little box. And they would do things to mess with your mind, like a mariachi band would come and play over and over and over and over and over and over again. And it was a lot of mind fucks. Mm-hmm. Um, gotten pushed off a cliff. I've climbed one of the tallest mountains in Argentina. I've had intestines, balls, brains, guts. Um, I've ran naked. Oh, I, I, I would have did that on and off the track, <laughs> You could have did that at home. I could have did that at home. <laughs> but running naked in front of like a whole production team yeah, and facts. the cast. And it's just like, you're, and it was an eating challenge that to you also. So it was like throw up all over you. It wasn't a good run. Crazy. Um, what else did we do? It was a lot of crazy yeah. stuff. And I, I conquered like my fears yeah i fell in love with the idea of adrenaline i never thought that i would be like an adrenaline junkie or like i want to go and do new things or i want to go and now jump off this thing that was now it wasn't my personality Mm -hmm. now i'm more free and like oh let's try it before i was like "Uh uh-uh i'm not even gonna put myself in the building things before no it just wasn't me yeah so a lot of my friends and family were completely shocked when I made it that far along in the process. Then completely shocked that I made it and got third place because you have to complete a final, which is literally two days of just straight challenges all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, when I got home, I think that my family was gonna be like, well, who are you? Because this is totally not you yeah. at all. Um, on the challenge, I met Corey, and that's now my daughter's dad. Mm-hmm. So I have an MTV baby. Yeah, that's a very interesting. That's very interesting. I, I, I do. I want to stay on the challenge just for a quick second. Like doing all those things and like tapping into sides of yourself that you didn't know was there. Like what? I guess 
how do you apply that to your how will you apply what you've learned from that to your life now can you think of deliberate ways that you've been changed by those experiences i would say i definitely take more risk now and i'm not as self-conscious um i'm also very like okay with certain things not working out whereas Mm -hmm. Before, I probably would have had, like, a meltdown crybaby mm-hmm. thing. But within the challenge, I learned how to take rejection. I learned how to navigate people not liking me when I'm used to everybody liking me. Yeah, facts. Um, so almost, like, figuring out different ways to handle myself and not just blow up and want to fight. Yeah. Um, I think the challenge taught me that I can do a lot more than what I think I can I just have to be pushed. But yeah. when you're in that environment, you don't want to be the one to wuss out or yeah. to back out or to be the crybaby. So now I constantly put my put my head back in that zone and I'm like, okay, I have to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, I can do this. I can talk about this situation on camera because, you know, I've done way worse things than maybe me stepping out of my comfort zone and talking about something that I'm sure half of America wouldn't want to talk about in front of, you know, a camera crew and then be played on national TV to be judged. It's kind of like I allow myself to be vulnerable because of the things that I've gone through. And maybe yeah. it will help someone else. I don't Absolutely. know. Maybe it's all pointless. I don't know. No, I feel <laughs> I, I feel I feel you in the sense of like you don't know, but in my experience, um it's kind of always ended up where it does help someone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like when we're like super honest about things that we're kind of embarrassed about. Right. There's somebody out there, like somebody out there that right. feels it in a way that like they'll thank you for, you know yes. what I'm saying, putting yourself out there like that. So I think that's very important. But you don't even know that you you don't even know that's there until you do it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I think that's very crazy. Um like you said, you have an MTV baby. <laughs> uh, is that how you got put on? That's how you got put on um Team Mom? Yep. So what was the Teen Mom experience like for you? If Was it any different than the other MTV shows? Or is, is it pretty oh, much like being on one is like being on all of them? No, no, no? no, no. This one is way different than the other ones. Um, Corey and I met on the challenge. We had a showmance, which is a romance on a show. <laughs> when you get home, you okay. then look at each other and you're like, I really don't like you. Really? Is that I just how... liked you on this island. Oh, okay. When there was only <laughs> 11 of y'all to choose from. Exactly. We definitely didn't talk at the airport when we met each other. We didn't talk like the first week in the house. Yeah. And then even she was like, okay, I guess he's kind of cute. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we then started talking clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, and we became friends. We became really good friends. Um, I leaned on him a lot throughout the challenge process. And then when we got home, we stayed in touch. We hung out a few times. Then we went to New York to shoot the reunion. Had an extremely drunk day, just Mm -hmm. all day. There was drinks Mm -hmm. just everywhere. And had a drunk, quick moment. Mm -hmm. And I walked out of there with the baby. So I have a beautiful daughter Mm -hmm. we love her very much but she's definitely mtv child Mm -hmm. i think that mtv owes me child support because they created her i took no participation at all i don't know how she got here swear to god yeah um we i it's kind of like a weird story with Ryder. Corey came into Ryder's life when she was six months 
which is because at the time when we shot the reunion, I was dating someone in LA. Mm -hmm. I wasn't dating Corey. Mm -hmm. We hooked up. I found out I was pregnant later on, way later on. I'm looking around like, okay, don't know how this happened. But I naturally assumed that I was pregnant by the guy that I was dating because, you know, that would be the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. um, probably not, you know, to sleep with someone else. Yeah, facts. But, you know, whatever. I was young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, all, um, we all do that. Yeah. yeah, it happens. So, you know, I told my mom, she's like, are we having a baby? I'm like, we're going to have the baby. She's like, okay, I'll support you. Mm -hmm. Then I had to tell her, you know... I'm not really sure. It could be option A or option B. She's like, well, regardless of option A or B, do you still want to have the baby? Mm -hmm. I said, yeah. So I took on being pregnant and my pregnancy by myself. Um, I informed both that I was, in fact, pregnant. Um, the guy that I was dating said, regardless of the situation or of the outcome, if he was a dad, or not he didn't want to participate so i just stopped communicating mm -hmm. um corey it was more so of like in my head i really didn't believe that he was her father because i really didn't remember <laughs> the um night of consuming of uh co consummation uh, is that what it is no night of conception conception yeah. yeah don't remember that yeah so in my like head it was I'm, a drunken night so yeah and yeah. i'm like you finished wait like <laughs> i still don't know like straight how this up. happened straight up so i was like hey i'm pregnant like there's a really small chance that you can be her dad mm -hmm. but like did you finish? Yeah. You know? And he was like, I don't know. Yeah, he was just I'm like, great. So yeah. I just took him out of my head. Mm -hmm. And I, I'd never, I didn't think about it, mm -hmm. to be honest. And people are like, why not? And I'm like, I was so focused on my pregnancy that I didn't care who her dad was. Yeah. And like you knew you were going to handle business. Is that what you're saying? I knew that I, I really put in my head I was going to be a single mom yeah. and I was okay with it. Yeah. I've always wanted to be a mother. I've always wanted to be a young mom. And people would always look at me like, what? You can ask my mom to this day. I've always said I wanted to get married young. I wanted to have a baby young. So it wasn't a surprise to my family that I was so okay with being pregnant. Mm -hmm. um, I had Ryder. Uh, and, I, and I was like, all right. My mom asked me, do you want to do a DNA test? I said, no. Like, I'm not going to force someone to be her father if they don't want to be her father. Mm -hmm. um, she has a metabolic condition, so there was a lot of health complications. So it came to a point where a doctor said, look, you need to come in here with the father because we need his blood work to make sure that your daughter's on the oh, right medication. True. So then I'm like, all right, great. Let me put my pride to the side and shoot these, hey, what's up, Tex? Yeah, yeah, straight up. Um, I asked option A if he'd take a test. He said, yeah, that came back negative. I'm looking around like, who the fuck is your dad? Um, <laughs> yeah. I went back into my memory card. I'm yeah. like, God damn it, Corey. I text him, asked him if he would take a DNA test. He surprisingly was like really okay with it because I really think we both in our heads were like, there's no way that you can be her father. Mm -hmm. But after option A wasn't, I already knew he was. I just wasn't ready to say it. Mm -hmm. um, he did the test. We found out on Halloween that he was in fact her dad. Mm -hmm. She was dressed as a hot dog. And that's how he met his daughter. 
that's crazy mm-hmm. it's a crazy story right there yeah so i asked him like what role do you want to play like because you're either in or you're out mm-hmm. and he will not leave us alone he really? is just the best dad he's so annoying i hate him so much <laughs> because he's so i love him so dad. much but i hate him so much because he's so damn Why are you good here so much yes. <laughs> literally i'm like you're still here straight up why do you love your daughter so much i'm like people are like you're so blessed i'm like mm-hmm. <laughs> but no Corey is a great dad we have a crazy story mm-hmm. um but we we make it work yeah um so he still does the challenges. He's done a million of them. That's his thing. And he's a fitness guy too. Right? Oh yes, yeah. he's a super fitness guy. Yeah. Um, and I, he was away for a challenge. I got the call for Teen Mom. I'm looking at my phone like Teen Mom. I'm 24. Mm-hmm. You guys know that, right? Mm-hmm. She's like, Yeah, shy. We know your age. <laughs> I'm like, eh, I'm not really sure. So I, I muted her and I started Googling how much does a girl's on Teen Mom make? I unmuted her and was like, yeah, <laughs> I can do it. What do you want me to do? I am a teen. Where do you want me to stand? Like, when do we start? Straight up. Literally, Straight I was up. like, wait, hold on. And I, I used to watch like 16 and Pregnant yeah, yeah. and it's the same girls on Teen Mom OG. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you're going to be on Teen Mom OG. I'm like, no way. Like, I'm looking around trying to figure out if this is a joke yeah. because I'm not a teen, mm-hmm. duh. And these girls are making a killing. Mm-hmm. And I was just confused. And I was still working at, in between shows, I was working at my dad's office. So I didn't really, you know, ever get a a job yeah so i tapped my dad and i'm like they want me to do teen mom he's like no you're not a teen mom that's mm-hmm, stupid mm-hmm. like who are you and then i showed him you know this article that said how much the girls make he said the show can be called <laughs> i eat ass <laughs> we doing the show <laughs> He's Yo. like, fuck what the show is called. Yeah, straight up. Call the show whatever you want, child. Like, yeah, who cares? Yeah. But I was so stuck on, I'm not a teen mom, and I don't want to, like, be disrespectful towards, like, the real teen moms, mm-hmm. and I didn't know how they were going to feel about me doing it, or the show didn't have any color on it, mm-hmm. or people of color, so mm-hmm. I'm like, All right, you know, is that going to be weird? Um it was just a lot of questions and then a lot of insecurities that came with it. And then I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm going to have to tell, you know, everybody on national TV that I didn't know who my child's father was. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, God damn it. This is all moving really fast. Yeah. Mind you, I just found out who her dad was. Yeah, so the, they had asked us, to, we announced that, Corey, we did like a, picture photo shoot we announced that we were in fact parents together there was a lot of um questions around my pregnancy the whole time Mm -hmm. finally that question got answered as soon as that question was answered a few weeks a few months maybe not even really we got asked to do teen mom um the reason that we got asked to do teen mom was because people already followed our story Mm -hmm. on separate shows separate ways um and they liked us. Corey has a really big MTV personality. Apparently, I'm loved in the office somehow. And 
now we have this little girl. So they're like, let's follow the story. But I didn't realize when I said yes, how intense their fan base is. I wanted to kind of this. I just kind of want to ask you something about Mm -hmm. that. Um, When you do the first few shows, like. What's your popularity looking like? Like, it, like I'm, I'm sure because like you're going from being a right. college student to like now on television. I'm sure like it grows, but you know what I mean. Like when you say that the teen mom fan base is crazy. Yes. Or, like What was your like? How was your popularity growing from doing the first two before Teen Mom? And like, how were you handling that like new mm-hmm. sense that newfound like people are paying attention to you? Right. So I would say out of college, like. Social media then was like really starting to be like this thing as Mm -hmm. far as Instagram Mm -hmm. and how many followers do you have? But it wasn't yet like a brand promotion platform. And around that time, I want to give myself maybe like 10,000 followers. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Because I felt good. Mm -hmm. You go, I got With 10K. 10K. I got 10K. Yeah, the goal was up. to get the K. Yeah, yeah, straight up. That was the no, goal. I, I, was shit, that's my K. goal. Yeah. And once I got that K, I'm like, bitch, I'm balling. Like, I'm up. good. Straight up. Look, and I wasn't, Where the brand's at? Look I wasn't at the brand making deal. shit. I wasn't even doing a brand <laughs> deal. I was up. just so hyped to say 10K. Like, yeah, straight ooh. up. And it sounds dumb. You know, it sounds dumb, but whatever. I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. It was like a thing for me. Like, I want that K. So that was probably around that. Are You the One came out. I did the third season. It was not as popular as it is now. Now those Are You the One kids are, you know, their followings are way bigger starting off than what I was then because it was forever ago. Um, I'd say after that show, it probably went up to 30. Forty thousand, mm-hmm. maybe. It wasn't but how? But much. how are you like handling? It wasn't like a, people in the street don't. People like really it, didn't yeah. know are you the one that okay. it was just becoming like a thing. Okay. So maybe like every now and then a random person would be like, "Were you that girl and are you the one?" Okay. Like that was pretty much it. Okay. It wasn't anything compared to what it is now. Okay. Okay. And when it was like, "Oh, are you the girl from Are You the One?" It was like me <laughs> oh my god that was me yeah you're straight up you're like happy to say it was yeah, like was wow like y'all watch that yeah straight up because in my head i'm like i didn't watch it like, straight up so it, it was cool and it felt good it felt like you know i was doing something mm-hmm. um then when i did the challenge that was a much bigger show so now i'm like oh i'm about to be famous mm-hmm. no not at all <laughs> He probably went from like that one review people to ask to like maybe like a few more. Um, and then the Instagram grew. Then the brand started coming and then I started making money off of my page, mm-hmm. but not a lot of mm-hmm. money. Like mm-hmm. not, I couldn't live off of my page, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It would be like, but then it, that was also around the time that I was figuring out how to use Instagram mm-hmm. and what you should ask for. And a lot of times you have these pages and you can go to a page and it has a million followers, but their um, interaction isn't good. So a brand's not going to pay you just because you have a million followers, but you have two comments and a thousand likes. It doesn't add up. Yeah, facts. So 
I was trying to learn Instagram and learn, okay, how much do I ask for brands? Do I just get free product and then just wear it? Do I ask to get paid? But then I'm like, wow, is somebody really going to give me something for free and then pay me to put it on? It didn't make sense to mm-hmm. me. Um, I was like, this is stupid. But then I'm like, wow, this is the new way to brand and market. Yeah. For free almost. Yeah. Um, teen mom following is a freaking psycho cult. They are nuts. Are they? They're nuts. In what ways? Like they're psycho. <laughs> In what ways? <laughs> they're like, like the like, craziest people ever. Like people did people like. Oh, I mad, love like, I love it. I love shit. how hard they go for yeah. the moms. Yeah. For me, mm-hmm. I have fans and I'm like, yeah, you tell them, girl. Like, I, don't, <laughs> I don't even have to like do my clapback comment. Like, I'll just let the rude comments sit like, there and uh, I go back like and... It's like the barbs with Nikki and like the beehive. I'm, and, like, yes, <laughs> it's crazy. And I didn't realize, I didn't realize it. And then I'm like, wait, is this real? And Teen Mom has a huge, diverse following as far as ages. Mm-hmm. So I have like eighth graders that come up to me and then I'll have like grandmas um and it's always random times mm-hmm. like if I'm in the store and I look busted and for some odd reason that day my credit card wants to flag and not work and mm-hmm. then it's like oh you're the girl from day mom and I'm like <laughs> as you just get declined why she just got declined <laughs> 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 or like the pizza delivery girl last week opened the door and literally screamed in my face no way and i was so uncomfortable i slowly backed up yeah and sent my sister like help yeah um you know when jehovah's witness walked by there was one of this really old lady knocked on the door and was like i love you so much i'm like that's wild this is odd uh the fan base is just so all over the place but the show's been on forever so i get it when i first signed on people were upset mm-hmm. because I'm not a teen mm-hmm. and I was coming what in. What are they upset about? Like you took the spot from another teen mom? Or like no, what's, more what's so of she's not a teen. Why is she on teen mom? Okay. Or like, who is she? Because they, teen mom OG had been on for so long and it was always those same girls from when they were 16 and they're now 27, 28. Mm-hmm. So these fans have followed them for years for 10 years mm-hmm. and then I jump in not straight up yeah I get it and it's like well who are you and the the same people who watched are you one of the challenge apparently they didn't watch you know Teen Mom, Teen Mom and vice versa so it was kind of like oh I'm these people know me I'm the girl <laughs> from this other show like straight up you know like, I'm not that bad yeah yeah um so I I almost had to win over the fans which was really uncomfortable because I felt like in the beginning of shooting, I really wanted to be likable Mm -hmm. and I naturally have a bitchy face. Mm -hmm. So I was constantly like, trying to not like really trying to like sit up straight and like not look like a bitch all the time. But then I realized, okay, I can't help it. Like, so, um, yeah, I, I, I think I did that. People really enjoy my story. And I think it came from the fact that I was honest. Mm-hmm. So when I broke down my option A and B, baby daddy scenario, it was like, oh, she's a real person. Mm-hmm. You know, she has a relatable story. And then when 
people found out that Ryder has a health condition, it became relatable to other families that deal with these rare diseases. So then Mm -hmm. that was relatable. And then seeing a family of color that is not pulling each other's hair out, we're not stereotypical black or Mm -hmm. ghetto or ratchet. Mm -hmm. We have nice houses and we drive nice cars and we make money in an office and none Mm -hmm. of us play basketball or football or make music. Mm -hmm. Like it was like, oh, how does this work? So it's cool to show a different side to us Mm -hmm. and it's appreciated. Yeah, yeah, I think that's dope. Um, Are you still on Teen Mom? Yep. Yeah. Um, Still there. (laughs) Still there. So what... What is life like for you outside of that? Like you, what like what has it been like for you? You said your daughter's two, two and mm-hmm. a half. Um, how has being a mom been for you? Like in the first two years, um, I love being a mother. Mm-hmm. I feel like becoming a mother, I became like my best version of myself. I don't remember anything prior to, or. I don't like who I am now. It's like, okay, I was always supposed to be this person who I was before. I don't even remember that person. Mm -hmm. Um, Motherhood brings out a different side of like strength that you never knew existed. Mm -hmm. Um, And love that you honestly aren't going to know what love is until you have a kid. So with Ryder, I think that because I had her by myself in the beginning and I had her for those six months, we're just so connected at the hip. And then when her dad came, it was like, wait, I have to share her. Mm-hmm. So that was a really hard thing for me. And everyone is like, girl, you're tripping. Like everyone wants a dad in their life, you know, and now you have one who's knocking on your door and you don't want to let him in. But it wasn't that I didn't want to let him in. I'm just like, no, she's mine. Like I did this. Yeah. So she's mine. So it was hard to learn how to then become a mother and co-parent. Um, I don't know. Being a mom is awesome. It's hard. I'm constantly tired. I'm, she's constantly pulling out my weaves. My nipples are dead. I breastfed for way too long, yeah. and now she's still, like, she just flicks them all day. It's like motherhood has so many weird things that come along with it. Yeah. I, I can't shit in peace. Now she's potty training, so she claps for me after I go because I clap for her after she goes. That's wild. Yeah, it is. <laughs> she's like, "Good job, mommy." I'm like, I've been doing this. I'm like, get the fuck out I know, the bathroom. I know what I'm doing. I'm literally like, "Ryder, please get out," and she's like, "Right there." Yeah, straight Definitely up. eye level with everything. That's funny. So it's just fun. She's at such a fun age right now that. Everything is a sponge. She's repeating everything. What is this? What is this? What's that? What's that? And it just takes so much patience to constantly have to answer what's that all day long. But we're very blessed and I'm very happy. She has honestly grown up on TV, which a lot of people criticize me for because they're like, this is a normal childhood, but this is her childhood. And this is all she, she knows. Got two parents that be on TV, so this is all Ryder knows, yeah. and she's not bothered by the crew when they come. She thinks it's a party, so in her head, it's Ryder's party. Yeah, um, and she feeds off of it. Yeah. She's literally a performer. She will stand on a table and sing everybody in the room a song. That's crazy. That's what's up. Uh, were Were you like that at all as a kid? 
Mm-mm. You see any kind of similar, or like, do your parents tell you about any similarities between like you and your daughter? No. No. Nah. I think she's nuts. <laughs> I think my daughter is literally yeah. nuts. I don't know where she came from. Yeah. Her personality is wild. She gives no fucks. And she's just like, she walks in the room and she is like, mommy, Ryder's dancing. And it's like, okay, just let Ryder go. Like, let her do her thing. You can't tell her, like, no, Ryder. The other girls are farming. And she's like, no, no, Ryder's dancing. Straight up. So. She raged for real. She's, <laughs> she's a handful, but. We we realized early that she's gonna be she's gonna be a wild one. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what's up. Um, can you talk about the nonprofit um, that you kind of built around her and her condition? Yeah, she has VLCAD, which is a metabolic condition, which means that she cannot process fatty foods. Mm-hmm. Um, I found that out through the newborn screening which happens right after you have a child and you're still in the hospital they screen the baby for tons of rare conditions cancers things that you can't see Mm -hmm. um i didn't know anything about the newborn test when i was pregnant even when i was in the hospital they're like we're gonna do this test i'm like okay i didn't think anything of it because Mm -hmm. in my head there was nothing wrong with my child Mm -hmm. um i found out the day the second day i brought her home i got the call that i needed to bring her back because her blood work came back abnormal. And that was definitely one of the hardest moments in my life because it was kind of like, okay, what did I do wrong? Mm -hmm. Or like, how did I get her sick? And I put a lot of blame onto myself because I didn't understand the condition. I never even heard of the condition. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know that these things existed, to be honest. And then once I realized it was genetic, I'm like, Okay, there's nothing I could have did about it, done about it. Um, ouch, sorry. So I had to make a decision as far as am I going to, sorry, I has got my ears pierced the other day, and for some odd reason, all my hair gets stuck in him. It's very uncomfortable. I had to make a decision if I was going to tell people about Ryder's condition because I never want her to be put into a sick box. Or am I going to open up this conversation because I have a platform to bring awareness to it and to give other mothers a chance to talk about their own experiences? Uh, Where that kind of came a little bit of a problem in my house because my mom at first was very reluctant and was like, let's handle this in our home mm-hmm. and not open it up to other people. Where I kind of, the way that I needed to handle it was to open it to other people because I never wanted it to be something that Ryder's like ashamed of or things that we only talk about at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once I realized how rare it was, I'm like, why don't people know about this? Why not I know that there's metabolic conditions and that you know there's kids that don't even leave the hospital from it or um you know when i had her after we got all the tests back we realized that she has to eat every two hours um a lot of babies were dying from sids in the middle of the night and they were thinking they don't know what was wrong with them so now a lot of Doctors think that it has to do with what Ryder has because you go, as a parent, you're happy if your baby sleeps throughout the night. 
way the metabolic conditions work is that you have to constantly eat or put starchy things into your stomach because your food's on over time to process them. So if there's nothing in a baby's tummy, then they're on overdrive, so then you shut down. They can go into a coma, you can have a seizure, you go into like a metabolic crisis. Um, so when people hear when I say, oh, I had to feed every two hours, they're like, oh, that's every newborn. I'm like, no, 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 I had to feed her every two hours for months. And in the back of my head, be scared that she's gonna go into coma if I don't feed her on this two hour mark. Mm -hmm. So I nursed and she had a special formula. I was a zombie for about the first year. Uh, my parents, my family had a schedule so that I was never by myself because I was exhausted. Because I was, I couldn't sleep because I'm trying to process that my child has a rare disease. And I couldn't sleep because I'm not watching her and making sure she's breathing every time that she is asleep. And you know, people are like, sleep when the baby sleeps. I'm like, no, 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 I need to make sure she's alive. So I'm not gonna go to sleep. And then I couldn't sleep because I'm nursing. So I was literally in the bed like this with a tit constantly just out. Like, come on, just eat just mm -hmm. because. Mm -hmm. So I decided to open it up to tell people that Ryder had a condition. Um, the first time I posted about it, I got so many overwhelming messages that it kind of, I had to step back and think like, okay, am I really going to open this up? Because now I'm getting messages from parents that have lost their children to this, to parents that are currently in the hospital because of this, to parents who are fine. But it took, it's a lot to read a mother explaining how their child had been fine their whole life and now they're seven and they passed away from this disease or that their newborn passed or that their 20 year old passed. And I'm like, I had to learn how to read them and not take them in. Be emotional about it. Right. <clears throat> so I mean, them and I'm just sobbing all day long Sucks. because it's like, oh my God. And I'm looking at my baby and I'm like, how, what do I do? Like, Because then you hear their stories and you're right. like, this could be my, yeah, that's right. crazy. I never thought of that dynamic of like, because we kind of talked about this earlier where, you know what I'm saying, you speak on your situation and it helps people. Mm -hmm. But I never thought of the dynamic of them like bringing their situation in a, from a negative standpoint. Like it's good that you're helping them right. and that they feel that you've, you know what I'm saying, that you bringing awareness to mm -hmm. the situation has helped. But for then for them to then turn around and like tell you tell me this their is what happened story. to me and it's like damn I don't want that to happen to me but, that's crazy it's, that's it's crazy like, dynamic it feels weird to say that when I get the emails of oh my child has a metabolic condition it's like oh it at first it made me feel good because it's like okay I'm not alone and I hated saying that because then it's like wait I don't feel good that there's another sick kid mm -hmm. like that's not it. I felt good that now I have another mother to relate to or yeah, to talk to or, you know, so I had to learn how to read the emails, not intake them and to respond because mm -hmm. how can I not respond to a mother who's explaining to me how they just lost Facts, their child? Yeah. And what am I supposed to say? Facts. Facts. What do I say? Like, so it, it was this really weird, weird place. So I'm like, okay. I go to my mom, my sister, my grandma, I say, let's start a nonprofit. I have the platform. I didn't know anything about the newborn screening. It's not mandatory in all states. 
I didn't know anything about metabolic conditions. One day Ryder's going to start school and she's going to have to carry a snack pack and we're going to have to explain that. Um, I'm, she has a medical letter I carry. I have to explain that. If Ryder gets a fever, we're going to the hospital. She's been hospitalized before. And these are all things that I'm thinking about as a mother. I'm like, hey, how do I explain to her teachers? How do I explain to her school? I want her to get in this really good school, but I don't want them to think that she's sick. Like, yeah. it's just different ways. And they said, okay, we'll take on whatever project you want to take on. So we started the nonprofit. And the nonprofit is to, like I said, bring awareness to the newborn screening, bring awareness to not only VLCAD, but a lot of the other metabolic conditions. There's a bunch of different chains. Um, and then I didn't want the funding to go to some huge hospital. Mm -hmm. I wanted the funding to go from my home to their home, where now we're paying for a nurse to come and sit with you at night because I had family to come and wake me up and say, it's time to feed the baby. There's plenty of parents who don't have that or who have to go to work and they're, who's feeding the kid every two hours? Who's genuinely really watching your baby how you would want them to? So paying for a midwife, paying for someone to come and meal prep, paying for someone to come and clean your house, paying for someone to come and go get you groceries. Like it's the really small things that kept me alive during the hardest time of my life where I wanted to shut down and die because mm -hmm. I didn't understand. And I was a zombie, but I was still excited that I was a mother. It was just way too much. Or um, handling some of the medical costs, handling insurance. Ryder's insurance is so fucking expensive because she has a rare disease. Yeah, She's bet. classified as that. So her insurance is nuts. Mm -hmm. But I'm I'm blessed to be able to do that. Some majority can't. Mm -hmm. So I felt like it was necessary to go from my home to their home. Um, I really believe that the more blessings I give out, the more blessings I receive. That's a fact. Um, and the models kind of worked for me. Yeah. So... That's where we're at with it. We had our first event. We raised a little bit over $10,000. We put the event together in about two weeks. So I was very Crazy. happy no, that's super dope. that it raised anything. I thought, <laughs> you know, like, are people really going to give me money? Like, yeah, how does up. this work? But it's been a life-changing um, <clears throat> project, I would say. It's definitely life-changing disease mm -hmm. um but it's something that i decided to take on and to share with the world and i wanted Ryder to you know be proud of it like this is who she is mm -hmm. and yeah she's you know she has this special thing about her but she's not gonna be ashamed about it yeah. she's a badass and she's gonna you know make it known on the playground she carries a fucking <laughs> snack pack <laughs> straight up straight, what what are this is just a random question but like whatever like what are what are her favorite things to eat french fries, french fries. who doesn't french fries. Like french fries? <laughs> um right my go-to honestly is chicken noodle soup mm -hmm. and french fries yeah that makes sense. That makes sense. Ice cream. All kids love ice cream. Yeah, that's a fact. All right, so now I'm going to just, like, start to ask you some random questions that I pretty much ask everybody that comes on this podcast. Yay. Rapid fire questions. Are you are you up for that? Yeah. Okay. Um, so you – something that I, I still kind of 
really wrap my head around is the fact that you don't listen to music. Um, but who are, are what is what are some of your favorite things to consume? If it's like books, movies, food, food. What's your is favorite? that an option? No, that that's perfectly fine. No. Um, he said consume. No, yeah, no, I did, I did. You're right, you're right. So, okay, if we're talking food, what's your favorite restaurant? Oh come on. What's your go? to Okay, well, what's your go to? All food. I love all food. food? Yes. You don't have you don't have like a. No, I'm so not picky. I'm down to eat everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I'm the girl on the date that difficult. eats. Yeah. You're making this question difficult. You know when you take girls out and they're like, mm, yeah, I take a Caesar salad in the water. I yeah, like, I, know, I, I want that. the steak, mashed potatoes, mac and cheese. But the you crab. don't have like a place like I want to go to. Like mm. I eat kava every day. Like I'm the type to go on to Postmates and order like three different restaurants. Yeah. At, wait. At one, the same time. One time. One sitting. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's wild. That's that's me. That's kind of wild. I'm I'm a Libra, so I'm indecisive. So a part of me is like, "Ooh, I want pasta," and the other part's like, "But I want a salad from this place, but I also want a sushi roll." Mm-hmm. So I was get all three. Okay. Is is um, a trait of Libras being indecisive? Is that a yes? Thing? That's the thing. That's you don't know it. Nah, I'm not too hip on Libras. Okay, we're I'm indecisive. Too, yeah. I do not. I can't make a decision. My boyfriend says that if he. We would never eat if it was mm-hmm. up to me, like to make the decision as far as where we go. Okay, all right, that's that's fair. So, food is your favorite thing to consume. Yes, and wine. <laughs> Very interesting. And wine. Okay, all right. What kind of wine? Like cab, um, merlot. I like white. I hate sweet wines. I think those are disgusting. People yeah. who like them, I think you guys are disgusting. Yeah. Um, yeah, sweet wines don't really do it for me. I mean, I'll, I I kind of grew up drinking anything, which sounds bad, but like, yeah, no, I, did, <laughs> like, I grew up drinking anything, so I'm not going to like send not a sweet, sweet wine, wine back. I'm not going to send it oh, back, I'm very sorry but like, I'll never back. buy it. Like I don't I don't choose it. I choose, like, I go I go cab every time. If we went on a date and you were like, ooh, sweet wine, I'd be like, oh, you no. You get up and leave? I would hate you. Oh, okay. You could be fine, rich, all that, but yeah. if you order sweet wine... Bad taste on wine is a deal breaker for yes. you. Yes. <laughs> all right. That's all right. That's interesting. Um, what's your favorite uh, social media platform to use right now? Instagram. Instagram. I can. Are you killing it on Instagram? My Instagram. Yeah. Are you on any other social media platforms? So I have like Twitter. actively. I use my Twitter, but mm-hmm. I I use my Twitter when I'm mad. <laughs> that's where you go and like rant and vent. So my Twitter is more of a ranting platform for yeah. me. And then I get a call to take it down. So, you know. Um, but basically, Instagram, I do have a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. I'm not consistent. I get a lot of, you know, slack from everybody that I should be way more consistent. Mm-hmm. But Instagram is just easy and I make a shit ton. So it's fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's what's up. Um, who. Uh, or like what are some influential people or things in your life like who do you learn the most from or who do you get inspired by the most hmm damn I don't know is that bad that I don't know Mm, I don't know I would say that I've never been like a person to like have a poster up of somebody in my room or like super into this person and I think that probably comes from like my lack of not liking music that I just never got into liking 
anyone. You don't fantasize really. people. So no, it sounds like yeah. I've never been that one. Yeah, yeah. I can. I would. I honestly have been in situations where I'm in a room and like there's somebody standing there and people are taking pictures of them and I literally take a picture to send to like my sister to say, "Who is this? I'm that person." Yeah. And yeah. she's like, "Wait." You're just not hip to. Are you serious? You don't know who that is? Yeah. I've. I'm that one. Yeah. Um. I'm so, it's just so over my head. Have you just always been that way? Like, do you yeah. just not pay attention to what everybody's paying attention to? It's not that I'm not paying attention, but I'm really probably not paying attention. Mm. I could be sitting next to, like, someone and just not know. Yeah. I, I I remember one time I was asleep at the airport on the floor, and I looked up, and I saw this man, and he was sitting there, and all these girls taking pictures of himself. And I was kind of like, and I went back to sleep. I was dirty as hell on the floor. Mm-hmm. And then... I sent her a picture of him because he kept looking at me. And then she later said, oh, that's this basketball player or whatever. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, you know, just went over my head. Yeah, yeah. Later on in the parking lot of the airport, he followed us and asked my number. I'm like, I was the dirty bitch on the floor at the <laughs> airport. Like, what? That's wild. Did he recognize you from TV? No, oh, this okay. was before yeah, any yeah. of the oh, shows. Okay, yeah, yeah. It was just random. Yeah. Um, it's just always never really been my thing. I've I've always been into like books. I really like to mm-hmm. read. Um, had Do you a, have a favorite book? I or have like read the Game of Thrones book? series at least three times. Okay. Um, I like to knit. That's interesting. And I like to make cream brulees. That's interesting. You just went from teen mom to, like, grandmom. I'm such a grandma. <laughs> That's crazy. It's actually really, when people truly, like, get to know me, they're yeah. like, mm And on my pastime, I make carts. Carts? Like, shopping carts, but I don't actually buy them. Yeah. What happens is I make carts when I'm tired or if I'm just bored, mm-hmm. and then I see them, and then for some reason, the next day, I happen to get a check that equals my cart, and then that's the ones I buy. That's crazy. That's Ask crazy my to sister. Live. She can. She thinks I, I have be- magical I believe powers. You. I believe you. Um, okay. <laughs> if you... <laughs> I'm sure it wouldn't work for me either. Um, if you could put a message on a billboard, like, <clears throat> kind of like a message that you want people to, that you want people to, you know, hear, see, um, something that will resonate with people, what would you say to those folks? What would you put on that billboard? That's a really hard question. That's unfair. I'm here to present the hard questions. You should have like shot that in a text. Like, shot that in a text so you can think about it. Right. It don't got to be that deep. Just, you know what I'm saying? What, what, what kind of message do you want to leave folks with? I don't, um, let me think about it. Yeah, take your time. Take your time. No, like let's talk about something else. Oh, let's you wanna you wanna to <laughs> let's circle back. Let's circle <laughs> let's back circle to the back. billboard question. Let's circle back. All right, we are gonna circle back to that though. I'm gonna have a really good answer. Okay. Um, okay, that's fine. The <laughs> Kyle hits me an answer. <laughs> Yo, R's gonna come up with a really good answer. She said R's gonna come up with a really, really good answer for you. 
scared to see which one. Which one she goes. See, with. the bad thing is my head automatically went sexual. And that's what I was going to say. It went so <laughs> went sexual. Every, just, just stick it in once. Like, what the fuck Literally, it went it apply so to everybody. sexual. And I'm like, mm, I can't say yeah. that. I'm interested. I'm interested. You, you, you can say whatever you want, first of all. There's no, like. Right. There's no you know right or wrong answer. There's no right or wrong answer. But I feel like you were really wanting, like, something no, like. No, 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 no. Intellectual. No. Or like golden. That's not. And I went I'm freaky. Not, I'm not looking for you to be fucking like Tony Robbins or anything on here. Oh, like, my brain went straight yeah. to the gutter. Are you gonna say it? I'm gonna think about it. Okay. I think you should say it. Say it. I, I want to know if I know you right now. Like, do, do you know me? What What's my answer? I can't say it loud. You, yeah, you gotta say it first. I'm pretty sure you know it, so you can. Just All right, then here we go. No, no, no! I'm looking at you. She's not. She's not. She's not being interviewed here. She's not here. Nah, she's here. I mean, by now everybody knows. By now she's here. We're, we're talking to our um, shy sister, so that's that's who's over here. She reads but, my brain. Yeah, yeah. Uh-uh. Nah. I have a really clean image. So the only last question I would ask is what message would you want to leave with everybody, which is on the same, it's on the same lines of this question. This is the final question. It's no pressure. Right. It's no pressure. You know, like. You're you're building too much pressure. My politically correct answer. Okay, here we go. Would to always be true to yourself and to treat those how you want to be treated, to give blessings And always to know that when you give blessings, to not be waiting for your blessing to come and to return. Um, I truly believe in speaking things into existence, and I feel like I've done that. A lot of people say I'm a really lucky person, and I just think that I talk to God so much that he gets annoyed with me, that he just listens. Take it. Take it. (laughs) He's like, girl, shut up. Here you go. Straight up. I really think that that's what it is. So I've always stayed in that place. I can have the worst day and still want to give all my friends all, everything to yeah. make sure that they're having a good day just because I know mine is so shitty. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I really believe in being selfless. I just had a pay it forward party for my birthday and made all my friends bring donations and clothes. Mm-hmm. And we went to a charity and they're like, wait, really? This is what we're doing? Like, this is the turn. There's no club action. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Mm-mm, this is it, y'all. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just in such a good place in my life and in my career. And I want to give it. I just want to give it away. And, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. Just, yeah, you turned out a beautiful answer. You were talking all this shit. And you gave a great answer. See, the problem is I have this really nice, beautiful, clean image. Okay. And if I said half the shit that came that's on my a, mind. That's everybody. That's Nobody wants to. It would be like, girl, how much porn do you really about. watch? So I just have <laughs> to keep up. that side like straight up in the back. <laughs> straight up. Um, well, dog, I really appreciate you sitting down and, you know what I'm saying, taking the time to do this. Uh, before we officially go, like, can you let people know where they can find you, where they can keep, keep up with you and all that type of shit? Um, on Instagram, it is shy, not shy, C-H-E-Y, not S-H-Y. Or on Twitter, it's, what's my Twitter? I'm a, yeah, well, well, insert that in. Yeah, um, 
Teen Mom OG starts back in February, so you can watch me every Monday. Don't judge. <laughs> Don't leave nasty comments on my page. You will Straight get blocked. Up. Straight up. Um, can I ask you something about yes. that? Like, how do you deal with like negative? Because like someone who has as many eyes on you as you do, like you're bound to just get people who like wake up and don't like you. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't have to do anything for them to just like have something shitty to say. Like, yeah. does that affect you? In the beginning of, I'm on my third season with Teen Mom. My first season, it did. I didn't understand why people were so mean. Mm-hmm. Like, I've always dealt with, like, you know, people not liking me just mm-hmm. because of dumb things, yeah, you yeah. know. But with this, it was like, wait, y'all really don't. Like, you are really going hard as to why you don't like me. And you don't know me at all. Facts. And that's the hard thing with Teen Mom or with this show is because it's based off of your life. They think that when they watch you on that Monday for... It's really only eight minutes. They know your life. They know my whole entire life. But those eight minutes um, were shot maybe six months ago for six months and then put down into this little baby second. Mm -hmm. So an argument that we may have had that really kind of went on for two hours is now cut down into like three minutes. And it's probably like the 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 very, very, very peak of that (laughs) argument. So... Now I'm this terrible person because I'm I'm really calling you like a dumb nigga, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it kind of like it's not full context. It's though, not. It's yet. really not. And, and that's you're judged like, on that baby context. Yes, yeah, you're judged on that split split second, which makes it hard, and it makes it harder because in the beginning I used to want to prove my myself True. or prove whatever the argument is. So I'm writing back like, girl, no, it didn't happen like that. And she's like, yes, <laughs> yes it, it did. did. I saw and I'm it. like, wait, am I really arguing over something that happened in my life you that I know up. what really happened, but yeah. you want to argue with me like you were there? Like, I genuinely have people argue with me over shit that, that I lived, mm-hmm. that I'm there for. And I'm, I had to sit back one day and think like, okay, you don't know this person. Yeah. They really don't know you. Let it go. Facts. Um, I do try not to respond. If they bring up the baby, I go a little nuts. Mm-hmm. If you talk about my family, I go a little nuts. If you talk about my baby daddy, I still go nuts. Okay. Mm-hmm. I kind of go nuts you on go all nuts topics. If you talk life. about me, I'm good. But anybody yeah. else, it's like, whoa, shut the fuck down. Yeah. It's shitty. It's honestly shitty. Yeah. It's yeah. a terrible feeling to see all the negative things that people have to say. Yeah. And it's a lot of racial stuff. Yeah. That's, I'm sure that, yeah, that's crazy. I get a lot of racist stuff. Yeah. I, I just, I just always thought that was interesting because um, I have friends who aspire to be like, you know, famous and you know what i'm saying popping or whatever so i but like they you know what i'm saying don't know how to deal with people who just randomly you know what i'm saying talk shit about them and i'm just like dog like if you get to where you're aspiring to be it's gonna, you're gonna, be, it's gonna be that times a hundred you know what i'm saying so you have to learn how to yeah. like ignore it now you know? <clears throat> honestly the best advice i would give is right now instagram has a feature where you can turn your comments off mm-hmm. and i've had to have pictures or days where I just turn the comments off because everyone is human at the end of the day and you don't want to look at your page and there's 20,000 comments about how you're a terrible person. Yeah. 
it's still going to affect you. Facts. Um, a lot of the girls from the show suffer from depression, anxiety, um, mental health issues. And I know a lot of them don't use social media. They have over 4 million followers and are barely on it because of the things because that of people that. say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, damn, I don't want to end it on a song. And a in person. Note. People yeah. are mean in person. Oh, I bet, yeah. And creepy. I hate when people look at me and they don't say hi to me, but they say hi to my kid. I'm like, hello, <laughs> I'm yeah. up here. Straight Stop up. looking at my baby. Your baby's more popping than you? Is that what you're saying? Oh, for sure. Yeah, she's lit. I'm writer's mom. I no yeah. longer am just shy. Yeah, yeah, writer's mom. Yeah, shout out to writer. But I do love the fans. Yeah. We have some amazing diehard fans, and I love them. I appreciate all of them. Um, the good and the bad ones. Yeah. I really don't care. I've learned a lot from it. So I, it's not a negative thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just life. You're gonna yeah. have people that like you, you're gonna have people who don't like you. Yeah. It's a part of what it is. And it's it's what I signed up for. I put myself True. on a platform to be judged and to be questioned and I'll take it. True that. Cause the, the outcome is I, I'm still helping somebody and I, I eat good. So, straight up. I'm really okay. That's all that matters. Right? <laughs> straight I'm up. I'm like, I'm full. Straight up. You can call me all the names facts, you want. Facts, facts, Yeah, dog, I appreciate you again for doing this. Uh, Team Mom Season 3, I'll be looking for you. Yeah. If I watch it, I'm not going to lie. I'll so make sure I send it to you. Don't worry. <laughs> all right. Thank you. What's good, folks? This is Mech again. Uh, before we go, I just want to thank you again for listening to um, this episode of This A Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please let me know. Hit me up on any of the social media channels at itsnation.com. That's at itsnation.com, D-O-T-C-O-M spelled out. Hit me up there. Let me know how you felt about this. If anything in this episode resonated with you definitely save it listen to it again um i do that with podcasts all the time share this you know what i'm saying let your let your homies know about it again check out everything that we got on itsnation.com and we really got a talented team putting dope content together on there and again if you are interested in getting your podcast off the ground or uh, chopping it up about podcast ideas you know what i'm saying you want your voice to be heard anything like that hit me up uh, this a podcast at gmail.com that's this a podcast at gmail.com and we can definitely rap about it uh, but again man thanks I appreciate you guys for fucking with the brand <laughs>